the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Situation Report, where we give you the information you need to navigate an ever-changing culture. Glad to have you with us today. My name is Jeremy Stallnecker, and I'm here with Chad Robichaux. And we're jumping into a uh, conversation today that is of particular interest to me and probably to you as well. Um, the topic on the table, we'll go probably a couple of different ways uh, with this today. But uh, the topic, the general topic is how is the news chosen? Um, there is so much information that comes our way whether it's through social media or traditional news sites and the newspapers and all the ways that we receive our news. Um, but, but there's a common thread generally that, that follows. And there are big news stories and stories that dominate the information that we receive. And then there's a lot of other things that are going on that just kind of never bubble to the surface or you have to dig pretty deep yeah. for them. Um, and, and, and sometimes I, I, I step back and go, why didn't that make it to, <laughs> to the news? Yeah. And, and to me, the impact of all of that is we receive what we're given and don't realize how much other stuff is going on. Yeah, we're just talking about this. I, I wake up in the morning, one of the first things I do, regrettably, is I, I pick up my, my <laughs> Twitter and I just go through my, I scroll through my feed and I look for headlines. Right. And I see what things interest me. And, uh, and then later on in the day, I'll, I'll do my research because I start researching topics that I'm interested in, maybe even like topical groups. And yeah. I, I notice something that's so much more important to me yeah. that didn't make those headlines. Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, who is selecting this yeah. stuff? Like, you know, who cares about a, a, a squirrel on water skis <laughs> when there's real things happening in the world? Right. You know? and, then, and then there's, there's interesting stories. And this is something I bring up again and again, and, and uh, maybe our guest can help us with this, but um, uh, the, the Brexit story. Right. This was a huge story for like three years. And everything that went on and the, the changing of the uh, political guard in Great Britain and all the stuff yeah. that happened. And then it happened. And it <laughs> yeah. was not important anymore. Yeah, I mean, so these are interesting stories. Yeah. And, and how do we receive news and how is it selected? Right. Um, so, so someone to help us with that. Today. We need someone who can help us with this. <laughs> uh, to me, this is really important, and, and I hope important to others as well. Uh, we, we say this a lot, but we need to be very discerning in how we receive news. And uh, so uh, we've invited uh, our friend Kara McKinney to, uh, to join us and uh, help us with this conversation. Uh, Kara has been a friend to our organization and to Chad and I uh, in particular as uh, one of the producers for uh, One American News Network. Yes. And in particular for Alex Salvi's show. And we've had Alex on as well. Um, and uh, really, you're the heart and soul of that show. Alex is just the face, no. but you make it all happen. No. <laughs> and, no. uh, I know you write a lot of news, uh, uh, not just for Alex's show, but mm -hmm. for uh, the other shows as well. Um, so really thankful you could be with us and appreciate well, your you time. Thank you for having me. Thank yeah. you. So I want to run down a couple of things um, because uh, I, <laughs> uh, you said, here, here are your favorite topics. And I read this and I, I kind of laughed, but then I had to ask the question. So here, here yes. are your favorite topics. Military history. Yes. Uh, pro-life issues, the Second Amendment, 
um, any news of the day, you're in that world. Uh, these are my favorite topics as well. If I had to put a list together, it would be I was, this I list. was thinking the same yeah, thing. I, like we're, yeah. we're kinder spirits. The I, same I read his list and went, these are my favorite topics as well. Um, but here's my question for you. How does someone, uh, you know, a girl raised in California, um, end up with these as her favorite topics and in the really very conservative uh, uh place for news, I guess, if you will, uh, that you are right now. How did you get from, you know, where you were to what you're doing right now? So that's a long story, but don't worry, I'll cut it down. <laughs> Here's a short, short <laughs> yeah, version. Yeah, exactly. So I first have to give credit to my parents. My family, very conservative. We grew up talking politics still to this day. We'll go five, six, seven hours, like literally the whole day will just pass us by talking everything, politics, military history, religion, and my dad loves One American News. Mm. So he told me, you know, maybe you should check it out. Maybe you should just put your resume in. So I did. I shopped around, found the, the contact website. I sent, I didn't really have much of a resume, to be honest. I was just a college student with basically a dream. So I typed up a letter explaining my passions, my loves, and I sent it to One American News. Apparently, the CEO, Mr. Robert Herring, he somehow <laughs> caught that letter. letter. <laughs> and I had prayed a lot, so also I have to give a shout-out to God because that's what I felt called to do. And he read my letter. Within seven hours, they contacted me. I came in. I just explained how passionate I am about these subjects. He understood and gave me a shot. And yeah. the rest is history. And from there, I've just been learning and growing each day. Yeah. Wow. It just became the senior producer of Alex's show. Yes. Yeah, which is awesome. Um, how much research is involved in not only producing, but writing the news for a show like that? That's the entire show, That's really. Entire show, yeah. <laughs> I come in really early. Uh, I come in around 5.30 in the morning. We don't tape till afternoon. So for those five, six, seven hours I have by myself before we even begin taping, researching. That's what I do. I go through... All the top headlines, I go through CNN, Fox, MSNBC, whichever, whenever, you know, whether it's a very conservative websites, I go through very liberal websites, because you need to have that balance. What I find is that there's obviously bias in the media, sure. but in some ways it goes both ways, and without even realizing it, when you're creating a story, you do confirmation bias, you do cherry-picking data, and you end up only putting what fits your story at the time. So when you have multiple sources, it kind of fills in those gaps, and then you can see the entire picture more clearly. And so that's what I try to do for several hours. Uh, we have other staff members. Uh, they're amazing, and they do the same. And we uh, fact-check each other. We make sure that we're all on the same page. We're keeping up to date on whatever the breaking news is because sometimes things happen so fast. You could have a story written, and within 15, 20 minutes, it's all outdated. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, interesting. So, I mean, so much going on in the world, in the world right now. I don't mm -hmm. know if there's more going on in the world or just more access to information. And probably a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. But with so much going on in the world, uh, how do you pick the stories that the public's going to hear? So that's the thing. It's how do we... It's We're kind of the gatekeepers in a sense. One American News along with Fox, CNN, MSNBC, and all the other conservative and smaller liberal websites as well. And... It's a mix of what we're passionate about, and also we also have to cater to what our audience likes. And so 
that's why sometimes stories kind of fall through the cracks. If it's not what your audience expects from you mm-hmm. necessarily or this, the type of, of story, mm-hmm. um, then you may just pass over for something else. Yeah, because sometimes you'll see something, uh, a lawmaker will make a quip or they'll say something you really want to touch on it and you want to expand it, but maybe it's just not on the cards that day. Yeah. And I'll try and filter that away, put in like a mm-hmm. little uh, file on my computer, and maybe later in the week mm-hmm. a bigger story will come up where I can kind of add that in as a layer. Yeah. I'll try and catch it that way. Right. So we try and bring in as much as we can, but we're only so many people. Yeah. So like in the, in the work that Jeremy and I do mm-hmm. outside of outside of this show with veterans, um, we always say we, we only want to grow as we only want to grow our program mm-hmm. as fast as as fast as we can maintain the quality. Mm-hmm. And so in the news, it seems like everyone's competing to be first. Yes. And so is what's the balance? How do you, I guess how do you bring the balance between being first, mm-hmm. uh, being timely, being quick? Mm-hmm. And, and presenting truth. Yes. So for One American News, we are very blessed for the way that we're set up. We have our news side and we have our talk show side. When it comes to our news side, that's where you can get your breaking news immediately as it happens. We do very quick stories. We can get it. Uh, we can get into the show very quickly. Um, we can keep up with breaking news as it's happening. Whereas on our talk show side, we usually wait on after hours specifically, we like to do the 24-hour rule. Mm-hmm. Something big happens, we'll cover it the next day. Because what we realize is that when it's happening in the moment, a lot of the times, like you're saying, people are saying all these crazy things. Like, for example, uh, when Iran was a big deal, back in January, you heard... <laughs> back in January, which was like a <laughs> lifetime ago, right? It feels World like... World War III was coming. And I went on Alex's yes. show for Iran. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And it feels so long ago because at the time, all the doomsayer naysayers... Yeah. In the mainstream media, we're telling us, this is it, we're going to a war, it's going to be bad. And remember when Iran retaliated for the Qasem Soleimani airstrike, and they shot several missiles at our, or rockets at our bases in Iraq, I believe two bases. And you were seeing a lot of really fake information at the time. There were blue checkmark accounts on Twitter, you know, the people who are supposed to be the gods of all this wisdom and to have, you know, their their finger on the pulse of America. And yet they were repeating Iranian propaganda, 20 dead, 30 dead. And so Americans are watching this unfold, believing, oh, my gosh, this is this is it. You know, Americans, 20, 30, 50 dead. And then come to find out when all literally the dust has settled, there were no dead. Right. Yeah. And that 24 hour rule puts all of that in context. That being first was more important than being being right. Being right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Being factual. When you, uh, history is something that's important to you. And, yes. and um, you know, I think military history you're very interested in, but I think history generally. Yes. How important, there's two parts, I guess, but how important is history to you when you're looking at a story, when you're booking guests, when you're, you know, putting a show together? How important is historical context? That's the first part. And the second part would be this Do you think that we have lost something, you know, as a society or culturally? because of our lack of um, historical context, we just don't teach history anymore. And, you know, unless you're passionate about it, and, um, you know, I spend a lot of time reading, and, and history is very important to me. But to a lot of people, it's not. How important is that to you as you're producing a show? And then what impact does a lack of history have on our understanding of the news and the world around us? So for me, I believe history is everything. It puts, it puts the world into context. For example, how many times under the Trump presidency do you hear the media say, this is unprecedented, this has never happened before, and yet you might be thinking to yourself, 
Obama did that like eight years ago. Right, and right. even further back, you know, decades ago, oh, remember when Clinton did this or Bush uh, Sr. did that. So I believe that history puts things right, puts things into the correct perspective. That's what I try to bring in to um, the newsroom or at least into the shows that I produce. And, and again, going back to, I guess, Iran, for example, we had uh, this airstrike, Qasem Soleimani, he's dead. The media is screaming, this is you know, unconscionable. How could you? Yeah. Uh, you have people like Ilhan Omar, Congresswoman, uh, House, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, saying that he's a foreign official as if he was you know, sitting in, you know, in Tehran with the yeah. Iranian supreme leader. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we come out of nowhere and yeah, we just... Right. Outside destroy of everything. An enemy combatant on the battlefield in Iraq. Exactly. He was in Iraq. He was, yes, he was um, in our area in a sense. And when, when Trump says, for example, he says that one of the reasons that pushed him to do that was he wanted to ensure that we didn't get into a war. The media saying he did this to start a war. Trump saying he did it to end a war. So how do you know the difference? How do you know if who's telling the truth? What, is it right. President Trump and his administration, or is it the friendly faces on CNN or MSNBC? So you use historical context. And for example, when the Qasem Soleimani strike happened, that was deterrence. Trump is showing that he's, in a sense, unpredictable for our enemies. He's not afraid to hit you fast and hit you hard, really. He was the number two uh, man in, in Iran at the time. He was responsible for hundreds of American war dead, uh, he helped um, in Iraq the insurgents to create IEDs that have maimed so many of our mm. American heroes. And you go back to, say, uh, Osama bin Laden and his funding for 9-11 and his help with setting up the attacks on New York City, the Pentagon, and the fourth plane that crashed into Pennsylvania. What did he tell his men? What did he tell the, the militants following him? America's a paper tiger. You, they might look scary on the outside, but you push them, they run away. What did he use to draw upon? He said, look at what happened under Clinton, uh, Black Hawk Down. You know, we push them, they ran, you know, tail between their legs, they got out of there, ended the mission in Somalia. Uh, going back further to Vietnam, he mentioned how the airlift with the South Vietnamese crying at the gates of the embassy, the Americans fleeing. He points to that to paint a picture to his insurgents saying, don't worry, America's not that scary. You poke them, they'll fold like a paper tiger. He did not expect us to hit him yeah. and to go into Iraq and to take out the Taliban who was giving shelter to al-Qaeda. So when I look at that, when I look at what Trump then did, does several years many years later in Iran is that's deterrence. He's showing Iran because that's, you know, our bad actors right now. And he's saying, look, I'll hit you. I'll hit you fast and I'll hit you hard. We're not running. We're not putting our tail between our legs and getting out of here. And that's why when I when I saw what Trump did to Qasem Soleimani, I wasn't afraid. I wasn't like, this is World War Three. I knew that that was the best he could do to get us to ensure another endless war did not begin. Because again, I was looking back to history and I realized that when we try to play Mr. Nice Guy, we try to be diplomatic, that's when the trouble starts. Before we jump into that, I'd love to talk to you for just a second about church. We all know how important church is, but things have gotten kind of twisted sideways of late. We all know that. We're experiencing that. If you're looking for a church and maybe just an online experience because your normal worship experience is not available to you, check out the church that I attend, coastlineonline.org. It's a church that we've been attending for about 20 years the music is great. The worship experience is incredible. The preaching is directly from Scripture. 
and I would invite you to come and be a part of that service with us, coastlineonline.org. I wanted to take a minute to let our audience know about the work that we do through an incredible veterans nonprofit called the Mighty Oaks Foundation. Many of our nation's warriors struggle with the hardships of military service and reintegration back into civilian life. Often they leave broken homes in their aftermath and comprise one of the most at-risk groups for suicide, with over 20 veterans who take their lives every single day. Mighty Oaks tackles this critical issue with our faith-based peer-to-peer resiliency and recovery programs offered at no cost to our honored servicemen and women at beautiful ranches across the United States. Mighty Oaks has one of the highest success rates of any program available anywhere. Visit MightyOaksPrograms.org to learn more about how you can make a direct impact in the lives of our servicemen and women to help them find a new life purpose through hope in Christ. Again, that's MightyOaksPrograms.org. Witnessing the transformation that these men and women go through is absolutely incredible. There are no words to describe seeing warriors restored to the lives they were created to live, changing their legacies for eternity. Your support is needed now more than ever and will ensure that our programs are here for our warriors who are in desperate need. Again, the website is MightyOaksPrograms.org. So the historical context, and, and so it does a couple things. One, yeah. Osama bin Laden used historical context mm-hmm. to motivate the people that would do yes. the things that you know we've seen over the last 20 years. So he understood that and, and acted on the historical context. Um, our president then uses historical context mm-hmm. to say, you know, historically this has been done and this is what's resulted. Mm-hmm. If we do this, then the, the, the consequence will be different. Mm-hmm. So he makes decisions or his advisors help to make a decision. Yes. Probably more accurate, right? His advisors are looking historically. Um, but then for us as the public, we can look historically and it, it tends to bring balance to the chaos of these situations. And if you take the time, true. If you take, if you take the, time, the time to actually understand yeah, it, the truth, yeah. it's not as confusing as we're often told that it is yeah. when you take into account the historical context. Yeah. It, it, it seems so it, it seems so mysterious and unpredictable, mm-hmm. but it's really not, is it? No. I think the danger for the general yeah. public is when we lean on, whether it be One American News or CNN, uh, we lean on them for our sole source of information that we take there their opinions as facts. And we need to look back that. more than a day and yeah. <laughs> figure out what's yeah. actually happened, right? Yeah. Obviously, you're conservative. As, mm-hmm. as conservative in the, in the world of the news, uh, how do you maintain your objectivity but stay focused on the things that are important to your values? Definitely. So when it comes to objectivity and also being editorial, at One American News, I guess I'll just fall back on this as the example because yeah. it's easiest for me because that's what I've known the most. I've worked with some other groups um, in a volunteer basis, but One American News is what I know. For example, when we have our newsroom, that's that's straight news. We are from the producers all you know all the way to the top, Mr. Herring, the, the Herring family. They impress upon us that this is the objectivity side. This is the side where bam, 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 you hit the facts. You don't put your spin on it. You don't try and put it into your context. You don't try to make it seem right to you. You just do what is. And we have wires for that. We have Associated Press, Reuters, and we just we just use their facts. You're, you're just reporting the news. Exactly. Right, right. I know it's a novel concept these days. <laughs> and then we have our political talk show sides. Uh, we have Graham Ledger, Liz Wheeler, and, of course, Alex Salvi. And the difference there is that we are 
we tell the people that this is our, yeah. you know, our, what, what would the word you'd like to use? The the side for... For opinion. opinion. And, yeah. Yes, and there we go. Yeah. 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 Sean Hannity, one of the things I appreciate about Sean Hannity, because mm -hmm. he clearly has a bias, and, and mm -hmm. I do love Sean Hannity, but he has a bias, he's, but he always says, hey, this is, I'm not the news, I'm a talk show. Yes. And, uh, and I think I think people get confused, uh, as viewers, people mm -hmm. get confused with that. There's there's the news for reporting, mm -hmm. the facts, and then there's talk shows. Like, on both sides, you get Rachel Maddow, and mm -hmm. you get Sean Hannity, and and Alex, yeah. and everyone in between. So, yeah. And, I mean, I know I'm biased, but I feel that's the way it should be because when I, was, when I work in the newsroom, I know what my job is and I know what I need to do. Yeah. When, and I save all the fiery passion that I have for the political talk show sides where you're allowed to be opinionated because that's what the people are coming to you for. They're coming to you for what's your take on the news. And when they want to hear it for themselves to make their own decisions, they go to our live news broadcast. And I feel like... That's a good model that many uh, news organizations should follow. Um, personally, how do you maintain your, your objectivity and all Personally, that? it's hard. You bite your tongue <laughs> and you just, you just do it. You do your job, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Probably historical context helps a lot with that. Yes. Right? Yeah. And one thing I've realized is that this idea of bias, it really seeps into everything in ways you don't even expect. Sure. When I'm researching, for example, recently I did a segment on abortion, and there was a, a state law that had gone into effect. And so I was looking for sound bites. I was just looking uh, for some of the facts. Went to CBS, wasn't thinking it's going to be anything like CNN or anything, just thinking they're going to tell me what's going on. They bring up a news reporter on, and again, they don't say that this is going to be opinionated in any way. They just bring on the reporter say, what's going on? Lay out the case for us, what's happening in whatever state. She comes on, and she makes her you know, her case. She explains what's going on with the law. I'm very pro-life. And so as I was listening to her, I was like, this isn't making sense. That's not... Lo and behold, I go and pull up. The ACLU was fighting the state law. She had taken all of the ACLU's talking points and given them to the CBS viewer as if that's just what it is, if that's just the fact. For example, when they refer to us pro-lifers as anti-choice, trying to take women's rights away... She used the ACLU's talking points word for word almost. Mm -hmm. She never gave credit. She never said this is what the ACLU's side of the story right. is, and here's what the state attorney general is saying on the other side of the lawsuit. She just said this this is the truth. This here's is how it is. Yeah. yeah. And when I saw that, I was like, so sneaky. So just <laughs> We have to be very, very careful how we consume Definitely. News. And and from where we consume news, you, you mentioned that. We yeah. can't just take any any single person's uh, no. no matter, we'll yeah. end up in the wrong place. Thank you, Kara. Uh, where can people follow you, find out more about you, and, uh, and the work that you're doing? Twitter. My handlebar is Nefertari because, you know, Egyptology, history, Nefertari 25. But One American News, we... For those that, you, that don't, uh, don't know about Egyptology, can you mm -hmm. spell... Nefertari? Oh, sorry, yes. You're not all as smart as you. You have to, you have to outline that for us. <laughs> sorry. It's N-E-F-E-R-T-A-R-I. Oh, there you go. And One American News, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on YouTube, we're basically anywhere social media is. Yeah. You can find One American News' awesome. account, and that's where the bulk of our... All of us at One American News, because I have to say, obviously, I don't do it alone. I just, sure, in one person, there's so many wonderful, amazing people there who, and especially here on After Hours with us, we have, I guess I'll give them a shout out, Natalie and Adrian. They work with Alex and getting the show out every day. Yeah. 
Fantastic. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate thank you your perspective for and, uh, appreciate and your help and understanding some of these things. Yeah. It's a big topic for me. Um, it is. It is. There's so much out there and it's so difficult to sift through it and know what to, what, what to, what's true and what's not yeah. and where to go for your, for your news. Yeah. This is a big topic, but uh, there are some takeaways. And uh, here's our situation report for today. Three takeaways. Uh, number one is this. We all have to get a hold of this that not everything you see is everything there is. There's a lot more going on in the world than what is uh, really fed to us or given to us, and that's okay. Decisions have to be made on the production side, but there's a lot more happening in the world, and we just need to understand that and look for it. And that leads us to the second part. We need to be discerning consumers of the news. All of the information given to us uh, comes with a bias. It may be the bias that you ascribe to. It may be a different one. Uh, sometimes that bias just seeps in. We don't really get to control that all of the time. There is bias. Be a discerning consumer of the news. Look beneath the headlines and figure out what's actually going on. And that is really, really important. The third thing, and uh, again, I think this is very important. We talked about this. Historical context is everything. Uh, so much panic, and I think panic sells, and so people push the panic on us. But get the historical context around what's happening, and that will help you discern what's actually taking place and really, in a way, give you an edge because you can look down the road a little bit and uh, determine outcomes as well based on history. So some great takeaways yes. and uh, great conversation. Kara, thank you so much. Thanks thank again you. so much. Thank and, you. Uh, we'll do yeah. it again. For those of you that are watching, thank you, and we'll see you next time. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.